0: This podcast proudly brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Old school is back in season. Experience superior shells when you go with Boss Shot Shells. Their premium non-toxic bismuth shells knock birds down so hard that the old guys might just think they're shooting lead again. Make sure you check out Boss Shot Shells for your next purchase of shotgun shells. What's going on, folks? I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host, Gray, the grayest beard you've ever seen <laughs> from Freelance Duck Hunting. <laughs> and uh, we're here for another podcast. So uh, um, you see those, those, those pictures I posted in Fellowship of the Duck Gun just to get this uh, started off right. of uh, The old man pictures. <laughs> it freaked me
1: out. It freaked me out. I saw that and I was like, hold on, is that Jordan's dad? And because you put like you you slide the picture over, you see one and the other one, and the other. And I actually handed it to Beth. I was like, what's going on in this picture? It like so uh. I'm not very bright. So it like really confused, like what's going on in this picture, Beth? And I flipped my phone to her and she's like, that's one of those filter things, dummy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought maybe that was literally your dad. That was so convincing looking.
0: It was weird. It was weird how close it looked uh, to my dad. And I was doing the filter and it did it And. It's like my brain was telling me, like, it was my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super weird. I, I sent it to my sister, and she said the same thing. She's like, man, I had a double take. That looked like dad. <laughs>
1: yeah, <there was. laughs> I'll tell you what. If that if you look like that as, like, what age do you think that is? 65-ish kind of? It's like,
0: I don't know. I thought it was like, yeah. I, I looked like I was Somewhere o- between older.
1: 60 and 65, I'm guessing. Yeah. That's crazy. If you and look like you that at that do age, do that. you look like a stud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how accurate it is, but uh, no, I thought it was funny seeing your picture and putting you by uh, fumbles as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I looked alright. Yeah. I don't know, fumbles <laughs> looks cooler that, that right now than I do in my projected old man look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, maybe yours was like eighty-five or something. Yeah. I don't know. What? What? So, how did you do? How did you do that? What is that filter? So yeah, there's just like this craze right now um, on social media about it. Like everybody was posting about it. Then everybody in hunting was posting about it on Instagram and Facebook. And it's just it's just called I can't remember what it's called like Face App or something, something stupid. Well, I mean it is hilarious. And like you take photos and it just changes you to look old. And so. It's, it's pretty funny so for those of you that don't know what we're talking about fellowship of the duck gun is our podcast group uh, but anyways I, I made a couple old man photos of me and elliot and posted them over there and everybody got a kick out of it so <laughs> it yeah. was pretty funny it was funny so,
1: it was good stuff and you guys ought to go over to fellowship with the duck guns because it's blowing up right now
0: yeah there's always there's tons of conversations uh going on all about duck hunting people asking questions and me and Elliot jumping in there as much as we can to answer and uh, help out on questions but there's just a ton of activity of other duck hunters just going at it as well so it's awesome it's that's really what we envisioned when we created this group just a a place where you can get away from a lot of the negativity of some of the other bigger groups that we won't put any names to but I'm sure if you're on Facebook a lot then um, you know what I'm talking about so uh, definitely jump over there, check it out. We'd love to have you over there. It's
1: just now gotten to the point where I can't keep up with everything because before, as we were growing, you know, there wasn't that much activity over there, and I would try to respond to everything. And it's the point now where I'll look on there like, oh, there's 50 comments on there I don't really even need to worry about commenting on, you know, on everything. So get on over to uh, Fellowship of the Duck Guns and join this join this community because, like, that, that's the great thing about it. And I love this transition that's going on from traditional forums over to like Facebook groups, because the difference is on traditional forums, it's an anonymous name. On Facebook, it's typically your real name. And on like, I know the Kansas forums, people are the biggest jerks over there. I mean, it's unbelievable how toxic these forums are. when you And like YouTube's the same way with like al- alias names. On Facebook, everyone's got their real name. So everyone's actually polite, like they would be in society. And it's just so much better than like your traditional forms, good yeah. good riddance, traditional forms.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And like uh, kind of the main core of the content is people sharing stuff, uh, you know, like we'll have posts about um, your duck dog or people saying, hey, check out this sweet pontoon duck boat or, you know, um, I can't remember who made that post, but it's really sweet, you know, duck boat they got going on. And, um, you know, all kinds of just great stuff like that. You know where that pontoon boat would work
1: perfect? up where uh phil conkey hunts that is the yeah. area where that because he says that you know they've got that big fragment grass that yeah. thing would work perfectly up there i mean because mm. it's just <laughs> I, I the one thing he didn't put in there and i i told him i was like let's see a picture of like the inside when it was brushed i want to see that yeah because pontoon boats are huge
0: <laughs> and <laughs> that'd that, be pretty sweet
1: that was just like a huge massive bush you when you, you couldn't see any part of the boat when he had that thing brushed yeah so come on over to that page guys and don't forget check jordan and i out uh on instagram duck gun chronicles and freelance duck hunting and also our youtube channels freelance duck hunting and duck gun chronicles make sure you find us on all the social media sources
0: awesome yep and youtube as well we're putting out content we both uh we've been kind of grinding to get the content ready we both have uh big plans for pushing out content this season and uh yeah, so we're grinding on that. So we'll be posting a lot more here here soon uh, as season gets close. And it's super close. It's, I mean, it's so close we can almost taste it at this point. Um, yeah, <laughs> So. for sure. Yeah. It feels like it's um, right around the corner. Yeah. Yep. And then on the Instagram, we've both been doing a lot of stories with our dog work, which... Um, how is Georgie doing?
1: Oh, man. This little pup. If you guys haven't been paying attention, um, I just put out a video. I'm going to do this weekly series called... Um, Georgie Vlog. So I've done Georgie Vlog 1. We got this little black lab. She's uh, now nine weeks old. So every week I, on Freelance Duck and I'm releasing about an eight-minute video just chronicling what I'm doing with Georgie. And I, I thought, okay, what am I going to do with this? Because I want to put out content of this dog. And I decided I really don't want to do how-to videos. Although, I will say, after I recorded the video, they did kind of play a little bit like a how-to. Just I did wasn't I didn't want them to be that, but they kind of still... Did that because I'm watching the Freddie King videos at retriever and then I'm implementing it. So as I do the Georgie vlog, I am showing, okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm giving a little explanation with clips of, of Georgie. And so this little black lab puppy, I was, ex- I was really excited. I don't know if you remember the progression I went through, Jordan, because, um, like right around February, I was not looking forward to getting a puppy and I was exhausted and you were teasing me about it. You remember that
0: phase? <laughs> Well, no. I kept saying you needed to. I needed. I was edging you that you needed to do it.
1: No, you yeah. you actually said, "Attention, all. Elliot's never gonna have a dog again." But You said something to that effect. So <laughs> Go back. <laughs> you heard it right here, folks. So It's never going to have a dog again. That's what you said.
0: <laughs> I we say so much stuff on this podcast. I, it's all track <laughs> I know. I said. It sounds like something I would say. So you said it. it. You said it. You said it. Well, you know, when you were uh, dragging your feet about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I was. I just wasn't motivated. And as the time got closer, I started getting really, really excited. But I had no idea how much i would just uh, just fall in love with this dog so all of you out there i know you can experience this like when you first start dating a girl that you really are really into right and you'll be out in public with your friends and all of a sudden you'll think about that girl and you'll get all these like infatuation tingles and happy feelings it's like i'm experiencing that with this dumb dog
0: i was out the other day <laughs> well, by see, my like the, the good thing about this though is They do have a word for it. called Puppy Love. But we've lost many a hunter to Puppy Love, referring not not to the dog. But the good thing about this Puppy Love is there's no way that this dog is going to cause you to stop hunting. Yeah,
1: yeah, no way. I'll be out by myself, and I'll just think of her. And I'll just have those feelings and just want to get home. She is, so far now, I've only had her a week and a half she is just loving and sweet and she is passing every possible test that i put in front of her so the first week i was doing lots of socialization taking her to walmart taking her to tractor supply anywhere i went she goes with me because i just want her to be petted by people see different things just not be afraid you don't want a dog to just only love the inside of your house and the outside is scary so i've been socializing i've been creating potty training And I've been throwing little tiny retrieves, but the thing that was I'm so proud and thrilled of is her water work. So we've got a little Creek that is, I mean, really, really shallow with some deeper sections. The first day, she's the first day down there, she was a little leery, but she was playing around the second day. She got a little bit deeper, about up to her belly, third trip down there, which was not on the Georgie vlog. One will be on Georgie vlog (laughs) two. She actually swam and I've had, this is my third dog now, and that is a really, really quick for a dog to swim. Um, took her out to a lake the next day. She swam even more. So she is just taking to the water, and she seems pretty fearless. Like, she's so little, and she's jumping off our beds, and she, <laughs> she's got crazy jumps, and she's w- way more athletic than Izzy is at this point. And Izzy's laying here. <laughs> she's probably not going to like me saying that because there are some problems. <laughs> Izzy's getting a little jealous of her, but... Even my wife, who like doesn't even like dogs, has fallen in love with her. So, it couldn't awesome. be going any better. It couldn't
0: so no. It's, it's it's really cool watching all that too. So keep keep all that content rolling.
1: Yep. So next week it's going to be her swimming for the first time. Will be on video. I'm introducing a pheasant wing, and I was telling you the crazy thing about the pheasant wing. It was so interesting to see. I've been working with her with little paint rollers and throwing just short retrieves and she gets it and brings it pretty much brings it back. Sometimes she kind of sidesteps me, you know, and, but she never (laughs) like grabs it and runs away, you know, she, she gets it and kind of comes towards me and she's been loving that. So I got out the pheasant wing, um, today and I, I put it through it out there for her. And when she got that pheasant wing, she put it in her mouth, looked at me and just took off running the other direction. There was something nice. unlocked in her little mind, some little predatory instinct of like, okay, this is something I have to devour, and you're not going to get it. And <laughs> so I kept throwing her little retrieves for her with this pheasant wing, and and she was so pumped up. And we got back inside the house, and, and she was still acting all crazy and everything, so I'm like, well, I'll do a couple of uh, paint roller throws for her. So I threw that paint roller throw, she ran over to it and looked at it like, oh, screw this. Just <laughs> Didn't even pick it up and just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> nice. It's like something was unlocked of this is what it's about. This is what the I'm bred to do. The primal instincts, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And th- I've never had a pup from a bloodline like this. This Flatlander kennels where I where I uh got this puppy. Um Chris Jobman, he I don't know that they keep stats on this, but um from what I can tell and what I've heard, he basically acquires more Ribbons in these field trials than about anyone else in the Midwest. I mean, his wall of, like, grand champions is just unbelievable. And so the bloodline that this dog is from is, like, something I've never, ever had a dog from. So... It's,
0: yeah, it's going to be a pretty cool kind of seeing the, how this plays out all the way up to next season and seeing her hunt. So yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to that really. Um, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her hunt next season. So it's, yeah. it's a ways off, but you yeah. know, it's going to be cool.
1: Well, and the thing about it, the, the good thing about it is like, I have so much accountability because here I'm posting all my hunts on, on YouTube or talking about it. So it's like, there's not going to be any laziness in training this dog. You know because this dog if this dog is not a phenomenal hunting dog it's 100 percent on me so it's like i've got to step up follow freddie king's system do the job and get this dog to where she needs to be so i'm highly motivated um and i have decided i'm gonna get ae collar e-caller i'm gonna do the whole whistle sit hand signal thing i'm gonna take her as far as i can and Who knows i mean maybe in year four or so i'll put her in a hunt test i mean i don't know i'm just i'm gonna try to get her as far as i possibly can
0: in the training you said it here so hunt test coming in 2023 well my
1: dad my dad did it with his with ebony his his uh last dog not the one he has now before and um you know she wasn't a grand champion or anything but i mean you know she was accomplished and she was out there getting ribbons and passing these tests and everything and and so i don't see any reason why i can't if i really put my mind to it with the bloodline she is i don't see any reason why i can't do it a couple times just to experience it you know yeah for sure it'd be cool if you and i met up and got our dogs to that point at some time <laughs> and like met in between and tried it together because a little intimidating the thought of that you know
0: yeah no, that would be cool but I, I don't know if uh chief's necessarily cut out for that i mean he does good but uh yeah, we'll see. <laughs>
1: well, if we got like five, I, six years down the road, maybe you'd have a second dog. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, no, for sure. It would be fun to try. Yeah, but and I would feel like I was, you know, I did my job, and because I want to do Flatlander Kennels um, justice, because you know um, I'm representing them, um, and I'm saying their name, I'm talking about them, I'm running videos of them, so it's important to me to make them look good i don't want to be the weak link to their bloodline like showing oh this dog is not well behaved and you know I, mm-hmm. I want to do a good job so that they their dog that they um provided me is to the level that it should be to where they can be proud of it when they watch the videos you know
0: Yep, yeah, for sure All right, well, um, uh, real quick before we get into the topic, too, I'll talk about Chief um, on his, his uh, what do you want to call it, road to the hunting season, and uh, we've been going through our training every day. I'm on video 19 now of the Meat Dog Series from the Retriever Trainer, and um, yeah, doing, doing swell. We're doing lanty. Um, and I can't wait to get to Water Tee and see all that. I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult, but i um, definitely looking forward to get to that. Can
1: you explain what Land is? Because I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just like overs and backs. So it's just uh, getting your hand signals. You do whistle sit. Um, so you send them out there and you stop them. So the, the people use like an analogy, like a baseball field. So you got third base, first base, second base. I've seen some people do like uh, shortstop and second base. So you can do over left and rights and then home base is you, and you stop him at the pitcher's mound. So you send him out, you whistle sit at the pitcher's mound, they turn around and look at you, and then you have piles of uh, dummies in all those directions, and then you just uh, send them on one. Then they come back and do it, or you can, yeah. So there's different ways of doing it. And that's what we're working on now. Um, and right now I'm making sure that he does the overbacks. Not the overbacks, but... Uh, left and right backs that he turns the right direction instead of like if i just say back he doesn't get to go get it unless he turns to the side which i put my hand up so if i put my left hand up and say back he's got to turn to his left and run that way
1: okay and and then he's doing pretty well in that
0: yeah he's doing excellent he's doing all that um i do need to kind of space it out now and and uh get some further but i'm kind of like at the extent of my backyard i need to like start Uh, going somewhere else to do the training so I can get a little further away and the furthest blind we can do is like seventy five yards so
1: have you done all this off season work in your backyard?
0: Yep. Yeah, you
1: definitely need to go do some of these same like back up and go do some of them out of the yard too. You can condition a dog to a yard.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely do. And it'd just be way easier. I just I don't have enough space.
1: Yeah. definitely before season i i I would say go through a lot of the same things just like a refresher before season in a different spot Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i plan to i got another spot i can go to that's got um open fields and uh water so once i get to the water work i'm gonna have to go there anyway so that's when i'll start doing all the refresher at the same place yeah Uh, now
1: how come you're not making any videos of this stuff
0: um (laughs) i i haven't no
1: and you just, because you're just so focused on the training, you just don't want to mess with Cause it is hard, especially by yourself to yeah, film it is a little is difficult. Really is distracting.
0: Yeah. No, I'll, I'll probably do a few, but it's just going to be a minor. As far as that I do the Instagram stories for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about it on the podcast, but no, I don't, I don't really yeah. make videos of it too much. I might, I, I might put out a few just to kind of show progression. Um, yeah. or maybe one right before season Yeah. talking yeah. about it. Cause definitely, you know, it's something I want to talk about and share.
1: And that's another reason why I decided to do this, just do the Georgie vlog, because all I have to do is short clips where I'm like, oh, I'm working on, working with her a wing with a 15 second little clip in there, you know, that doesn't distract what I'm actually trying to do with her, especially by yourself, mm-hmm. holding the camera or even on a tripod or whatever and training a dog. It's just distracting.
0: Yeah.
1: We went out yesterday, my dad and a guy, my wife's cousin. Um, Seth Middleton. And he's got. A, he's probably gonna hunt with us a little bit this year. He's got a dog that's been formally trained, and we actually fully simulated a hunt um, where we were calling and shooting shotguns and throwing dummies. and And um, I tried to film that, so I should be coming out with that sometime, maybe next Thursday ish. But it was. I've never. I've never full on ran a, um, a simulated hunt like that. And it was. It was pretty interesting and fun. It was good practice for the dogs for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah, definitely can see that. All right, I think right now it's probably a good point to jump to our main topic, but right before that, quick word from our partners, and we'll jump right into the podcast. Gunner's American-made dog boxes come with a lifetime warranty and the market's only CPS crash test certification. The guys over at Gunner Kennels have conducted major stress tests to show just how strong they really are, like applying four thousand pounds of force. Dropping a 630-pound hammer from eight feet, and shooting it with a 12-gauge shotgun at seven paces with no bullet penetration. Engineered for your dog and built for your peace of mind, Gunner doesn't cut any corners. Nothing comes close to the G1. Go to GunnerKennels.com and use code DuckGun10 at checkout for 10% off your next purchase. All right, we're back. Uh, The main topic for tonight is um, we're gonna be talking about planning waterfowl hunts so we're gonna go ahead and give you kind of a list of um, A few tips for how we go about it. What the things we think about um, when we're gonna um, do Hunting trips like pre-season. we Elliot and I both have kind of Got in the habit of planning everything out as much as we can before season so everything we kind of think about um, we're going to give you kind of a list of that so you guys can kind of take what you want from that and figure out how you want to approach the season. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about the plans that we have in store um, for, our, for our hunting this season. And I know that I'm super excited about it the closer we get and um, I, I get a little bit over ambitious, but we'll, we'll leave that. Um, for a little bit later. <laughs> yeah,
1: that text you sent me was super overambitious. You sent me a list of your schedule. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be hunting the next 365 days straight, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Actually, it wasn't all that unrealistic, but it was
0: ambitious. I'll say it, it was, was ambitious. ambitious. It's definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: And some people may not do this, they may not actually go and put to a calendar their hunt dates i would say that the casual hunter who's just like i'll go out a few times i'm gonna do opening day and you know billy will probably invite me on a couple down the road whatever but you know for those of us that are like okay this is a thing and it's on um well i like to take it straight to a calendar myself and and Mm -hmm. pre-plan man
0: yeah i like to hunt every weekend if i can So, and I know, yeah, you're like, like you said, sometimes I I forget and we, we fall into this, that not everybody is kind of on that same like wavelength Mm -hmm. where, you know, they're just going to hunt where they can or hunt like, uh, but you know, we kind of make an exerted effort, um, to really, uh, bring it to duck season the best we can. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, for sure. So what I do is I use Google calendars, um, on my Gmail account and I will set out, a calendar and then um I, after that i'll put it onto a word document and then i will share it with everyone in my close hunting group so aiden gets it fumbles gets it corn gets it um i'll probably send it to you um i gonna uh,
0: say where's my calendar well I, have,
1: I haven't sent it out no i normally do that because we have these trips scheduled and so it's like hey and, I mean, no one else is scheduling them, which is the great thing about scheduling them yourself because I say, okay, here's what I'm doing. Join me or don't. You know, I get to yeah. pick the dates. I'm picking the dates. Here, here's when it is. And so in my group, I basically get to set the calendar, which is actually really fun because I get, I get 10 days off work. Um, so I, I go <laughs> through and I plan it in. I set it and I ship it out to people. And then we comment back and forth on it, like, if you're going to take
0: a trip at all or, you know. I mean, it's not, it's not Ooh, like Mars. Let's, March let's step back. You said 10 days off work. You forgot the whole summer, man. Well, I'm talking hunting season. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just I get, you my,
1: <laughs> my school district is wonderful because they're like, okay, you get 10 days. They're not sick days. They're just 10 days. And you can take them off at your discretion. So I'll literally go into my principal and be like, hey. I mean, they know. When I'm going on a hunting trip, I don't have to hide it from them. They know. Mm-hmm. Where before, uh, my last district, they, they were super uptight about days off work. Cause what happened was I've taught long enough that before you had to call on the secretary and be like, I'm sick today, you know? And then they flipped it to an automatic system where you get on the computer and you just hit a button. Once they made it an automatic system, the amount of absences that teachers took, like went through the roof, right? Uh-huh. And so my district was like, well, we need doctor's notices now, right? And I'm like, well crap, you know, I'm I'm going hunting. <laughs> so I would literally schedule my doctor's appointment for like four o'clock in the afternoon. Go hunting till about two, race to the doctor for some benign reason and hand, <laughs> hand up my notice. <laughs> Those were the nice. bad old days. So but my my district now, it's like you get ten. And when I switched to this district, I remember I was district I was in this uh, meeting and they said this and I am like so you're telling me <laughs> that I can take the days whenever I want to. And for whatever reason, that's what you're saying. It's <laughs> like, yep. I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm in the right place. So my principal knows when
0: I'm taking hunting trips. Awesome. That's so cool. So kind of to step back a little bit from your uh, calendar suggestion. So the thing I do before that, which maybe it's probably kind of combined with what you're saying, but. Um, I know. Again, if you're casual, you probably just hunt in your own zone without traveling outside of it. So I, the first thing I do is I check all the different dates um, that are open in the different zones around me, and I mark those down so I know if geese are open, if ducks are open, um, if you know the north zone's going to be open for one, and the central zone's not going to be for another. Um, and you can kind of pick and choose from that so I, I first thing is i lay all that out and see kind of what my options are across the different zones
1: yeah for sure then,
0: then i bring it to a calendar and i and i'm a little bit more old-fashioned i just wrote down the weekend dates all the way down a calendar um from the beginning of till season all the way to lo- late due season when it ends and then from there i kind of yeah so i don't i don't want to jump too far so that's that's the Do the next hand hand I, I approach on that yeah
1: yeah come on like with a pencil or a pen with a pen come on man Once you got to get on end, google calendars you can't
0: <laughs> it's probably
1: a good idea yeah i i'm totally digital i hate handwriting even as like you know i mentioned i'm a teacher it's like i flipped my class pretty much 100 percent digital i hate handwriting
0: and don't want to do it <laughs> Well, I don't have to do it like ever. So sometimes it's nice to do it. I feel like yeah. it's like a step back in, in history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it won't be too long before you go to a museum and you'll have like a ballpoint pen.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, get out my feather and quill or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get my ink.
1: It's actually really so, yeah.
0: fun to put them on a
1: counter because then all you're doing is daydreaming about what you're going to be doing, right? Yeah. And that's yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. That's fun
0: to me. Just, it gets you pumped for season. So, yeah, then then the next thing that, that I like to do from there, once you get them all figured out, is like if you got things going on, like, you know, like your Christmas weekends, one weekend, you, you know, uh, you cross that one off your list. So you don't accidentally book anything or or try to make a plan that's not going to work out. So, you know, go go ahead. And anything you know of, you just mark off as not possible.
1: Which for you, <laughs> there's not many dates that you mark off with HDR. You're like, I'm <laughs> hunting 10 days a week.
0: i was about to say the same about you but okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I got my saturday my saturday and i i typically try to use about six days for hunting out of my 10 because i may actually get sick at some point
0: yeah what about uh do, do you go on sundays very often um
1: early season more than late season so early season uh, we're getting into our personal calendars a little bit more, but early season we go west a lot more, so I do double days. Once we get into hunting around here and the season's settling in, it's pretty much only Saturdays.
0: Gotcha. All right, and then from there, it's uh like you said, you send it out to everybody. So once you kind of figure out dates, you can start talking to your buddies and, and seeing what everybody lines up on. And if you're a solo hunter, you don't have to worry about anybody else. So it's like you said, you're going to do it, and, <laughs> hey, you're welcome to come along.
1: Yeah. And you can always change it around and, and, you know, and and, and that's one, the thing that's so much fun about public duck hunting is that, you know, you don't know where you're going to be. You don't know what you're going to be doing. You got all these options. You got to put all the data together and figure it out. It's like a puzzle to put together versus a lease where you're just like, well, let's go to the lease, which I know there's value in that. I try to lease myself and I know that I would still love to have access to that, but Success on public land, I believe. Well, I'm going to step back a little bit because if you plant your own crops and go through that process, then that's really gratifying to have success there just because you've gone through the planting phase. But public land of finding the birds, figuring out the puzzle, beating the people there, and shooting limits is so gratifying. So gratifying.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely awesome. So, yeah, there's definitely room for both. But I guess, yeah, with the schedule and moving around, it's a little bit... Uh, We're playing more towards kind of the public land hunter on this. Because if you got a lease, you're probably just going to be like, oh, we're going to lease this Saturday, next Saturday, the next Saturday.
1: If you have, like, a lease that has actually, like, a cabin there or something, or, like, a little lodge, I I can see how much fun that would be. Because it's like, especially if you're sleeping there, then you're hunting, then you're watching college football. And, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I I can totally see how that would be a good time.
0: Yeah. So, last thing we kind of (laughs) got... Um, for that is well I guess there's two things so scheduled days off work plan ahead um, you never want to be having a trip planned and then last-minute asking off and you can't get off work for whatever reason uh, you got you know two other guys in your same uh, line of work that are asked off already and, and you can't get off so um, I've already got my days asked off for the, this year um, on trips that I got planned uh, ahead and, and got the go ahead so um definitely good to do that um but next thing to do on that um or next next thing we got is checking conditions and bird numbers so a lot of places you can see kind of historical data um it's definitely good to kind of look at that at the end it's just all going to depend on weather and and, uh um whatever kind of food and vegetation they got that year so it's really really hard to predict honestly but it is kind of good um and i actually had a a buddy quinn um and I knew about it, but he sent me the link for Indiana to kind of see on the FWAs. You can see historical data of when they had what birds. And I don't know how accurate those numbers are, but it kind of helps you pick, you know, what dates you want to try something. And you're like, oh, this time of year is just historically they've been holding, you know, thousands of birds, opposed to, like, if you go at a different time and it's like, ah, oh, usually they just they just hold, you know, 50 to 100 birds or something that's not even worth traveling to go hunt. So you never know, and you can keep track of that during the season, too. Now I'd also
1: say with freelance hunt stats, which is the site that I had developed, it's like a hunting log, hunting journal. Um, the cool thing about that is that you can go back and look and be like, okay, November at this place I hunt, how have I done? During December at this location, how have I done? Um, and you can really break it down um, once you get. I mean, once you get a lot of hunts logged, you know, actually. But mm-hmm. um, it, it really, for me, I've got eleven years logged over there, and it's really interesting to do to look at the different months and the different weathers and see and that can kind of help as well
0: yeah for sure definitely uh, could agree
1: on that sometimes you get kind of an idea in your mind about a place like oh this place is great but in reality <laughs> it's uh, that place is great in december you know
0: yeah 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 but you just have some good hunts there it's yeah, yeah it's uh it's like uh our last year was like one of our worst years Um, just ever in my area and I know a lot of people said that across the country but it really showed in our area as Mm -hmm. well well anyways (laughs) my dad was joking with her maybe he wasn't but he was telling me we needed to switch the name of the honey hole to something else (laughs) because you know it's kind of like the go go to right when you're like oh uh, it never fails and it really it really has had really good success all the time and even it's just yeah That it just didn't happen that year, you know. You scout everywhere, you don't find birds. Well, I'm like, well, let's just go to the honey hole. You know, I'm not gonna not hunt, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes uh, on public
1: land, when you have a full time job, that's what you gotta do. Where am I going this weekend? Well, this place is typically good. I didn't have a chance to scout. Let's go.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I think um, we pretty much covered that. Um, If we left anything out, or you guys have anything else you think about when you. Um, we're planning out your pre-season, preseason hunts. Be sure to, you know, send us a message. Uh, jump over to the Fellowship of the Duck Gun. And let us know some way.
1: And I would say one All more right. thing about planning your calendar is if you're going to take a hunt trip, the best way to do that is to say, okay, guys, we're going to take a trip, but we're not going to decide on the trip until seven days out. So save up your time off. We're going to this, – this many days off. We know basically where we're going, but we're going to watch the weather, and we're going to check our contacts and then at that time you're like okay seven days out we got the seven day forecast here's the front coming we're all going and then you go if you're going to do a hunt trip that is the ideal way to do it because um and we have not had the flexibility to be able to do that because if you just put it on a calendar and you don't have any weather variables it's a lot harder
0: yeah and for me usually the reason i am traveling well, either I just got a, a big trip planned, or the other reason I travel is because it's not open in my zone. So I do the best to scout my zone. And uh, if I, you know, but if it's a week where my zone is closed, or we only have geese and I really want to get after ducks, then that's when I travel. So, yeah, it, it, there is definitely, like you said, that's the best way to do it. And I know when we had uh, Phil Conkey on here, um, he was talking about they don't even know where they're going to go sometimes the night before, and they decide right then, and, and then they, boom, they make a, a, a trip, you know, five, six hours uh, just out of the blue. And, and that is probably the best way to do it, opposed to just um, hunting your zone all the time just because it's open. And what an exciting way to go about business, too. It's like, oh, here <laughs> we go, you know.
1: Like an impromptu yep. road trip is always really fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, a... <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. We, we did one of those last year and it was a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll we'll talk about um, what we got in store for the season. So um, like Elliot and I were saying, some of my plans are super ambitious. I'm sure Elliot's uh, you, you always have ambitious plans, too, for where you're going to hunt and travel. Um, so I just I want that to be said kind of, though, as a disclaimer, like uh, just because I'm saying these is like kind of best case scenario, but as the season plays out, you know, the wear and tear of, and the grind of just going nonstop and all this can play into it. But this is like my best case scenario is what I made for my plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you can get a lot of it done. I'm I'm I've got my fingers crossed that you got three Kansas trips in you this year.
0: I was hoping for like six, but hey,
1: (laughs) if you do as many as you want, man, you had two, you had two and a question mark on three on that grand list. So, did i really i think so i think that's what it was yeah because september well, november and a <laughs> possible for january is what i thought you had on there
0: yeah yeah it's, but we'll if you can make happens. it out more
1: than that man i'd be happy uh, you're welcome hey, man, anytime
0: uh, like i said i'm the i'm the king of impromptu road trips so <laughs> yeah cool so where do you want to start you tell on me that system? you got a you got two hundred pintails landed right in there. I don't care where, <laughs> what day of the week, <laughs> two hours notice. I'll just uh, pack my stuff right then and be there.
1: I think you're doing okay for that November. It would be, I'll tell you, if you really, if you really, 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 really want to try to shoot a pintail, then I can tell you that you need to come down. Let me let me look at my calendar real quick. <laughs> um, hmm. The 11th of October, probably the 18th of October. That's probably when you'd need to come down.
0: The 11th of October?
1: 11th or 18th. Well, the 11th is the opener for out there on West. And uh, so I would say the 11th is a good, but we typically a little bit later. I mean, you can normally on that first week of the opener, we're shooting teal still. So I would say, I don't know, that November 1 is a good date. That November 1 here is a good date. <laughs> But if you want to double up on it, I'd say the 18th.
0: Hmm.
1: But I don't, I don't have plan to go out
0: west on the 18th. But we could always change things. But okay. make an exception for me. But I, yeah, I would. I would. All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's jump back to September, and we're gonna we're not gonna say like the exact dates or anything like as far as that. Let's have it like a breakdown of like per month what our plans are. Are you scolding um, me
1: because I just gave straight dates?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I I'm being scolded. So. No, no, you're not being scolded. No, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: okay. No exact date. Sorry, Jordan. My fault. My bad.
0: I've been, uh, I have been scolded though. Um, for, <laughs> for those of you that know, um, we do the live stream for the podcast. We kind of just, usually we don't, we just kind of let it go. Like as a, a background, people get to see behind the scenes of us recording a podcast, right? Well, so, my, my wife is able to watch it. Elliot's wife is able to watch it while we're going. But, um, I just got scolded because our list didn't include, um, getting the, the, the go ahead, um, from our wives <laughs> on the dates <laughs> <laughs> as well. So, we'll add that actually at the top, at the top of the list, you know, uh, let your wife know, um, especially on trips, my wife said. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she she did say, LOL. I'm not really getting scolded, but, um, uh,
1: no, she just not. said that to shit to save face. She meant it. No, uh, I mean I'm sure. Yeah,
0: partially. I see. I used to try
1: to show my hunt calendar to my wife, and she showed no interest at all. She was like, "Okay, yeah. listen, front load your hunt trips at the beginning of the season because by January I'm tired of it." But she showed. I'd like. I was like, all right, here's." I tried to get these approvals. Like, here's my here's my calendar. Here it is. Take a look at it and. She didn't want to see it and she or you know, she didn't even remember when it was and she has like shows no interest.
0: <laughs> see, I, I was actually the opposite. I was I was scared to show my calendar. I'm like, well here's what I got. Like I know it seem, seems a little crazy, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just yeah.
1: Your wife's cool though. Definitely She's definitely cool. show your wife's. <laughs> Heather's Heather's cool. Jordan's got a good one there. Well, thank you.
0: Alright, so let's let's jump to the... We'll be a month... We'll, we'll take it one month at a time. Okay. So, um, something new this year that I'm going to try, or I want to try, um, is... Well, I'm going to be doing some hunting in Michigan. That's the plan. Going to give um, Michigan a try for the first time ever. Get the out-of-state license. And I think I can make it worth my while to go up there to Michigan. Um, especially, they have a lot of crossover for when... I'm not open um, in Indiana, so it's like, why not? Why not start hunting a month early on big ducks? So along with that, if I'm already getting the license, they have an early early teal season as well. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to expand my horizons and expand my territory as far as duck hunting goes. And if I can get a chance on some early teal in Michigan, um, even then I can can get out actually two weekends oh here i go being specific but uh (laughs) no
1: i I want you to be specific When when is it open
0: the sixth they open up september 1st oh my gosh for teal wow yeah 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 and they're and they have a big goose season wow big goose (laughs) (laughs) not big duck they have goose season um and it goes early early goose season starts september 1st all the way to the 30th so there's some big opportunity as well for some some goose hunting in michigan and i'm not too far from the border so it's just for me it's about finding spots figuring out the public land system i've already been on the phone with the dnr checking on regulations and places making sure i understand everything which is super important especially going to a new state um understanding all that so it'll be it'll be cool to see um i know we got actually a lot of uh viewers from michigan michigan a very popular hunting state so if you guys have any tips or tricks for a new guy coming to your state you know
1: or if you you want to invite jordan along (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't want to get uh you know, I'm not trying to take anybody's hunting spots. No, but I'm sure, I'm sure, sure if
1: there's people listening, they'd love to have you along. Yeah. That'd be great. Possibly. Yeah. So yeah. the first man, that's awesome. Yeah. So here it opens yeah, so- up the 14th, but Nebraska opens the seventh. So I'll say right now, if you're close on the Southern border of Nebraska and you have a spot, holler.
0: Hey, you got somebody to holler at. That you should be hollering at. <laughs> yeah, but too, he's a right? long ways away, man.
1: I'm sure you're talking Is about he? Matt, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's like straight up ten hours away.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Cause I mean, you think the states are right there.
1: I'm but. only two or three hours from the Nebraska border where I'm at, but I'm not I'm huh. not down for a ten hour drive. To take a ten hour drive, you really need to take four days, because like you drive, you hunt, you hunt, you drive. You know.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: So, but my my right. my September, we don't open up here till the 14th. So the first yep. two weekends of season, we're gonna go west. Uh, more towards the area where i grew up and uh, you're coming up weekend number one you and ben
0: um, yeah Yeah, we'll be doing a collab on some some teal hunting so uh definitely excited about that
1: yeah and that's gonna be a blast because my uncle has this huge hunting lodge um and that he rents out and it overlooks this whole complex it's just gorgeous so we're bringing the wives making it we're, that we're going to kick off the season right that is going to be so much fun we're rolling in there on friday hunting saturday sunday and uh man that is going to be a bla- even if the hunting's not that great we're going to have so much fun
0: yeah no it's so going to be fun. awesome and you know you, you you talked about actually uh before we were on air a little bit um the conditions and you went out scouting a little bit so you want to uh touch on that real quick while we're kind of on the teal subject
1: yeah well the conditions in kansas right now are really really difficult we've got all those floods in nebraska kansas the missouri river the mississippi river i mean it's like unprecedented flooding and Mm -hmm. what has happened is we've gotten all these flood waters and all these complexes can't drain them out and so that late duck season is going to be really difficult, but out West, it's a little bit different where they can drain it. But I was talking to the manager today and they are under their 10th flood since the end of last season right now. So what happens is you get these floods coming in and it just doesn't allow this moist soil um, vegetation to grow at all. And they can't plant. Everything's getting sucked out. So where we normally, and if you've watched my videos, you can go back and watch season one, two through every year we pound the teal pretty much out there um out west but this year is going to be crazy crazy year because of all these floods there's not going to be vegetation um but i did get word from the manager i talked to the manager today he's actually a personal friend and there are some places that are a lot of smart smart weed growth and everything so um i think we're going to be okay out there it's not going to be like a normal year um but I, i still think we'll probably be okay it's just going to take a little more scouting. I got Golden Boy out there. He's got a second complex complex that he's scouting. So Kansas is certainly under conditions like I have never, ever seen in my 26 years of waterfowl hunting with the water. So it's going to be a really, really interesting year to chronicle, honestly.
0: Yeah. No, it will be interesting for for all of us. And, and you know, uh, we just got on uh, our podcast with John Devney, and he talked about um, how they're having some pretty good – nesting success in south dakota mm-hmm. specifically so um you know with the flooding i think we will have some good birds but it's like the food and all that kind of stuff How, how's everything going to play into it we don't know yet um but we're all interested to see
1: yeah so basically you don't have all the in all of kansas there's a, just a tiny fraction of the amount of um food source available to the birds so what are they going to do um, a lot of them will probably find really shallow water and eat invertebrates. Uh, maybe they they'll go more to ponds where there's submersible, um, vegetation that they can feed off of. It's just, I'm not sure what the ducks are going to do. I, and, and I got word today and my buddy told me, um, that I was telling he's a um, wildlife manager that rumors are that they may have to hold all this water in through October. So I went out and looked at all the marshes locally and there's, so I mean, we're talking six feet, 16 feet higher than normal. That that type of flood. Crazy. So right now we actually conditions right now are are good because you got lots of flooded vegetation because of the flood. But if that stuff if that stuff um, recedes five feet, now you just have you have got no vegetation that's flooded at all. So you're talking mud flats, trying to find mud flats, and lots of water everywhere. And I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Uh, hmm. Six years ago we had a crazy flood. I'm sorry, a crazy drought. And I had no idea what to expect, and we actually had a pretty good year on that drought year. So, I, I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be one to to watch for sure.
0: Yeah. So yeah, pretty much to to wrap up the teal stuff though. Um, September, yeah, we just got both have plans for teal season. How far does your teal season when uh, does it go into October at all? Or no, is just, we've uh,
1: we've got three weekends, so we start that we got the fourth weekend of the fourteenth, or the fourteenth, fourteenth, yeah, twenty first, and twenty eighth then okay. there's a week off where there's um well it's youth hunting season but we won't go back west for that and then it opens on the 12th um back out west Now all that this is the western zone. of course teal season for me in this area is the same too um then we don't open yeah. actually open up here until um the 26th of october is when we open okay. up here
0: gotcha yeah so um uh yeah, pretty similar for us. Uh, till season in Michigan and in Indiana will be over in September. But um, this is where um, one of my next ideas kind of gets a little crazy. So I have this idea um, where I want to chase openers. Now, I've heard people say this before. I didn't really know it was a thing until t- I started talking about it. So if you've ever done this, you're from Indiana or Michigan, um, it would be awesome to hear about your experience um, as well. But I, I was kind of thinking it would be really cool. So the way it works... Um, Michigan and Indiana, they, they have zones that go north to south. So they open up like weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. So uh, Michigan, uh, Upper Peninsula, big season or for big ducks opens up September 28th. That's <laughs> so super early, right? Yeah. For shooting big ducks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking if I can just run like each opener. So it's like September 28th. Uh, then October 5th um, the midsection of Michigan opens then um, the 12th of October the southern zone opens then we're opened up on the 19th in the north zone and then the central zone opens up on the 26th (laughs) and then uh, I think it's November 1st uh, the southern zone of Indiana opens up so it'd be really cool to chase openers and I've never done that before but yeah so it'd be all new territory and 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 it'd be really tough to scout but uh definitely an idea well let
1: me push back (laughs) against that a little bit because here's the problem with chasing openers every local guy that ever duck hunts if they're going to hunt at all they're going to go out on the opener
0: yeah yep
1: so you're kind of chasing crowds a little bit i know like the opener here in this zone we go and hunt the opener out west because it's the only thing that's open, and we know that area, and we can get – it's not that crowded. The opener here in my area, which is eastern Kansas, we avoid, like, the plague because Mm -hmm. every single tiny spot that's the most hidden place you'd never see people will be crowded on the opener.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely uh, agree on that to some extent. But as far as, like, going up, uh, when I'm not open, I don't have any other options. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so maybe, like, I won't – i could i could skip openers uh in places where it's local or i'd
1: skip that south opener because you're going to be open where you're at during that weekend
0: and uh you mean southern indiana yeah opener yeah oh yeah yeah I, i don't actually plan to hunt that one i'm just i was just throwing it out as that's how the um dates go so i'm not gonna yeah i probably won't i shouldn't say probably i'm not going to hunt that opener um southern indiana just because i got other plans that north one for sure
1: that's what i'd like to do in nebraska and then that's why we go out west same thing it's because it's not open here where is it open right
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. so that's that's kind of the plan um and it's like a tentative i really want to do it but it's going to take a lot of like because i don't, I don't even know where to hunt at all you know what i mean it's yeah. just totally different ball game when you have no idea where to go to no idea where to scout anything and it's like um you know, if I went up to like uh, Upper Peninsula, we're talking like six, seven hours. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Maybe we'll see. Time will tell. But yeah, it's you definitely a it. cool idea. We should do it for sure. All right, I'll meet you up there. <laughs>
1: uh, wait till I can retire from teaching.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, that's. Uh, I guess that covers my October as well. Um, so, what, what do you got going on? What What are your. Uh, Big plans for October. No,
1: October is a great month for us because we've got, it's Kansas is cut into four zones and we've got the early zone in middle of Kansas, which is where I grew up. And it's a lot of, it's just all shallow water, prairie marsh hunting. So we will go during October, probably two different weekends, um, out West. And that's typically when our layout boat hunting is. That's when the pintails come through. That's when we shoot widgeons. So, and even redheads come through in October, i haven't shot one for a while but if you're going to shoot a redhead it's probably going to be in october so yeah that's a great weekend for us we're typically camping and and man i love the october western hunts for us
0: awesome and that's the youth yeah.
1: hunting month as well where there'll be at and least one youth hunt
0: don't you usually see a lot of variety oh, in species yeah. when you go out west too, like more mm-hmm. than where you're at
1: yeah definitely so i mean we'll shoot so I think, lots
0: of different birds awesome that's pretty cool
1: i know last year or two years ago dan and i got in a hunt in october and we shot pintail mallards widgeon gadwalls we shot those four species we had a beautiful mixed bag of just some great birds
0: awesome yeah i think i remember that one (laughs) but yeah so um jumping to november we have we're actually going to be hunting again in november me and elliot um definitely pumped for that one but It's going to be more of a collab than just that, because, uh, well, we'll just say it's not going to be just me and Elliot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've got a big announcement of a collaborative of YouTubers that are kind of joining up as a group to collaborate and promote each other. And man, we have on the early November, we've got, I'd say right now, that's the first September weekend when you and Ben and I and our wives are going to be there. But that's probably even secondary to this trip with all these YouTubers here in Kansas that we're going to be like 12 to 15 videos posted on YouTube, <laughs> um, from this weekend. It's going to, we're just going to paste YouTube with this collaborative trip. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely pumped for that. So stay tuned. But, yeah. uh, for the rest of my November, my North zone's opened. Um, and I'm just going to be kind of, you know, playing it by ear, definitely trying to scout out and, but I don't have really anything major plan. I'm just going to be, uh, you know seeing how the season goes seeing how the migration is and if you know if i find some sweet places in the other places i've tried out and that's kind of my secondary goal it's really hard we talk we talk about this a lot but to uh, branch out it it's really hard to do that when you just like we want to get on ducks um, but you know there's a lot of things you can be missing out on by just kind of staying safe all the time so yeah hopefully with this expansion of my uh, hunting territory maybe through november i'll i'll end up hitting up some other spots um that i don't even know about right now yeah for
1: sure i've got eight, eight i'll probably hunt eight times in november i was just looking at the calendar here because you got thanksgiving in there we've got a big trip on november we're hunting three times on that that trip and then i'll probably get a full eight hunts in during that month which isn't bad it's about two a week
0: yeah that's pretty good yeah that's so you get, you don't have anything else planned in November? Is it kind of just all stay-at-home hunts in that part of your season? Yeah, the
1: last two seasons we have destroyed the mallards in November locally here. So oh, we'll be traveling the first week in November. Other than that, I'll just be all hammering the local marshes and and seeing what we can do. But we have had just tons of success, and we'll probably hit Corn's Pond several times in that time where we shootin' shooting geese and stuff. So, yeah, November and December is pretty much local hunting
0: awesome yeah so pretty pretty similar for me I do uh, end up hopping out of duck season in my zone in part of December Um, and then our last weekend or last week of December it's the last two weekends in week of December um, we go to the duck season opens up and that's the last duck for the north zone right there that last week and a lot of times that last week can be awesome Um, so I mean this last year it wasn't because it just didn't get cold at all so, we'll see. I might try to make uh, some type of... Uh, I'll probably try to hop zones sometime in December, um, if possible. Um, I know last year, that's uh, one of the times I came out and hung out with you uh, <laughs> to get skunked in, in Kansas instead of get skunked in Indiana. We still had, changed, we still had a lot of fun, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, just, uh, I'm just... It's, I feel like a, it's an ongoing joke now. It should be, at least, that I'm a bad, uh, <laughs> bad luck because I went out there twice and... You had your worst weekends, and and now here I am planning for teal season, and you're like, Oh, the outlook's uh, looking bleak. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's like, Yeah, I know.
1: Once those floodgates yeah. open, though, and you start hammering them, it's all over. Yeah. That's what happened yeah, for I me.
0: So, yeah, I guess my plans for December is. The, the main thing is that last weekend hopefully the weather's playing right and at home we've just had some awesome hunts and some really cool places where we can get on some cold weather creeks that just are the only things open and you get ducks pouring right in there so yep, that's that's my plan for december
1: yeah december and january for us are just going to be I, I have no idea it's just all weather variable it'll be all around here all around the east side of the state and we'll just i don't i don't even have that on the calendar i i, I go through um, November basically and that I don't plan out December and January because it's just so weather dependent and it's just all everything around home either big lakes or rivers or whatever you know just whatever we need to do
0: awesome yeah I know last year when I was there in January it was kind of going between uh or was that was that December I can't remember which one now but it was going before it was right going there. between the big lakes mm-hmm. and the marshes and big lakes and the because you got the freezing thaw which like you said super hard to plan for because um, you're just going to hunt where the birds are at. Yep. Last two Januaries, we have not done well.
1: It can be great, hmm. but it, last two Januaries have been terrible for us.
0: Yeah. So my January is, uh, it's the only thing I have options for for January and for February is late goose. Um, but um, I might might try to take some of those central and southern zone um, excursions to try to get on some ducks again. because. I mean, I love geese. I really had a ton of fun last uh, last year in the the late season geese. Um, but I'm just more of a fan of ducks. So if I get an opportunity, there's a good opportunity. I might I might take a trip again. And we we did that. Me and Hunter um, took a trip out there. Uh, I think it was kind of middle of January. One of the the last weekends down there in late season, we had a phenomenal hunt um, driving. It was one of those impromptu hunts. Kind of like you talked about, we left at midnight and got there in time for the draw. Got drawn and <laughs> went out there and um, had a ton of fun. I had a really good hunt.
1: Yeah, so, I saw that. It was a great video. You guys really got him. And hopefully we'll come back to Kansas in January
0: too. Yeah. No, there's a there's definitely a good possibility of that. <laughs> you won't have to, uh, you know, you won't have to. What do you, what do you want to call it? it? It won't take too much talking into to make that make that happen.
1: Putting it on my calendar.
0: Alrighty, I'll see it. I'll see it on your shared calendar. Yep, I'll share it with you soon. Is that a shared calendar with GPS locations going to be up on Fellowship of the Duck Gun? Mm, well, nope. <laughs> I'm just seeing, you know, if we can uh, entice some more people to jump <laughs> over there.
1: Yeah, I'm not that worried about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much what we wanted to cover on the podcast. You got any uh, last? Um, parting thoughts or, or, or words
1: i don't think so i think that's it
0: Alrighty, i think so too uh thanks again everybody for tuning in we really appreciate you guys tuning in week after week Um uh, definitely awesome to seeing this community growing and um, having a great time with you guys so um that'll be it for this this episode and i'm jordan from deck gun chronicles elliot from freelance duck hunting and we'll see you guys on the next one